This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And we, this is the 4th of July weekend. It's a good time to talk about the uh, principles of this country. I'm actually having a special show Monday, which is the actual 4th of July from 5 to 7. And I'm going to talk about what I think, uh, my libertarian view on the founders and the founding principles and what they, th- they, they would think about the country today. And I, I almost wonder what I think about the country today. I, I know what I think about the government, that's for sure. And I think I understand the people. Uh, I, I think I understand the animating feeling behind, for example, the Ron Paul movement. I get that. I get the Tea Party movement. I think the way I think the Trump movement is an out is a is a transformation of those movements, a kind of way to redirect to channel the feeling that gave spontaneous rise to the Ron Paul thing, to the Tea Party thing, which the powers that be not only couldn't really control, but didn't really want because it it is it those movements called for smaller government. And nobody with power at the top, on the right or the left, wants smaller government. They'll give different people different things, but not if it means their power gets reduced. The one thing they won't give is freedom. So I'm a big fan of the liberty movement, but what what I think has happened recently is the, the liberty movement has been in some regards hijacked. I feel like when you look at Cato or Reason or the Libertarians on Fox, it's very different from if you go to Mises.org, like the real hardcore uh, old school libertarians. uh, I think that the compromise position of the kind of mainstream corporate libertarians is I, I I I think it's been it's been hijacked. I do believe that. I think the Koch brothers had something to do with it, and I think that what's happening is the libertarian principles that are espoused by the libertarians who get the most media are they are exploited by being promoted as if there is nothing else to deal with, as if you can apply any libertarian principle to any situation and be better off and there are a couple of traps that i think are set for such libertarians one is we were talking earlier michael called from john's creek saying they adopted something called the international property maintenance code i highly recommend you look into that if you live in john's creek and feel free to contact me on it i can put stuff up to get people to push back on that but when you we were talking about and he was saying that the people who enforce it have private contracts and are motivated to enforce it and not just motivated to protect your rights. And I and I noticed that the TSA, there was all this hubbub about lines at the airport, the TSA, which for me, I knew that I smelled a rat a mile away. And then as the story unfolded, the head of the Atlanta airport was fired there's talk of TSA stuff getting, quote, privatized. And I got pushback when I said this is a setup. 
I got pushback from libertarians who said private is always better. But what is private? Is it a private company if 100% of its revenues are from the government, are from some uh, government-imposed thing, the TSA, which uh, I don't even... It's so obviously... Uh, a surveillance operation and has very little to do with keeping us safe. I, I feel like it's the worst of all worlds. It's what Randy before the break called fascism, that it's the government funneling money, mandating purchases. Uh, Obamacare is like that. It's fascism. It's and, and it's via a financial institution. It's not even making us buy health care. It's making us buy health insurance, which is a financial product. Uh, it's so there are traps like that. And another one is this idea of open borders. It's if the goal, if, if the government is creating policies in this country that create these huge uh, labor shortages at the low end and unemployment through giving people welfare, telling them not to work, and at the same time encouraging other countries to be corrupt, uh, bombing them, and creating displacement there, if we buy into that and say, okay, sure, you know, send us whatever, 50 million people, we'll give them the jobs, we'll let them vote, and uh, and that's just the compassionate thing to do. I would say that it, that it actually is a moral hazard to allow these people who manipulate these policies to get what they're after, which really is a global government, in my opinion. What they really want is world government, and the greatest barrier to that, one of the greatest barriers, what there's like twofold one is the bill of rights is the, is the greatest political barrier to it but just culture and religion and roots and family just that power of 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 uh social structure outside government legislation of socialism. So that's why as a libertarian, I'm not for social intervention of any kind. I'm not for mandating gay marriage or prohibiting gay marriage. I'm for, that's not part of the government to legislate society, that society is a competitor of the government and that's where its strength is. So I just, you know, my position as a libertarian, it gets very nuanced, but my point is that these principles that we love and hold dear you know, they don't, they get manipulated by people who are sophisticated and they have no hesitation to manipulate us. 404 872 1-800-WSB Talk. I'm going to Maurice in Stone Mountain. Hi, Maurice. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I have to really thank you for being you and uh, <laughs> bringing all this to the forefront. Um, I'm not in total agreement with all your comments. But you are a light on Atlanta. Atlanta is so screwed up because they don't hear anything other than what they want us to hear. No, but but where does? I mean, it's just, it is kind of crazy that if you look on the internet, I think 99% of the stuff on the internet is disinformation anyway, but there's at least a variety of thoughts. Whereas when you take, you know, the, the national, I really focus on the national news. Right. It's just, it is absolutely devoid of counter-narratives. That's right. Um, so thank you. I love that you don't agree with everything, but you still yeah. love like the idea of us being able to exchange the ideas. I want people to talk me out of what I think, because no, no, my thoughts are so abysmal, I, don't, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I agree with most of everything you say. I was just saying that, well, let me just throw out a few points. I, you know, I don't, I don't pretend to know the truth of all of it all. 
But, uh, you know, as you maybe read from my thing to your screener, do you know the term communitarianism? No. Okay. Well, it's an important thing to consider, uh, and it is formalized. This is not something I'm making up, <laughs> and I don't pretend to know all the ins and outs of it. But if you look at how the world has been engineered, it's been through the Hegelian dialectic. And, uh, yes, not everybody knows what that is, so let me just say, Maurice, I mean, I remember the time that somebody explained that to me, and I was well into my adulthood after, like, going to Ivy League schools for <laughs> until I was 30, and I still hadn't known what it was. And it's, if I, I think I'm presenting this correctly, where it's you have your thesis, your idea, your antithesis, which is the opposite, and at the end you have a synthesis. So I look at the 20th century, and I think the idea was uh, maybe you could either say it was communism versus fascism, or you could say it was capitalism versus socialism. But in the end, what you got was a synthesis of all those... Breaking news from the WSB 24-Hour News Desk. And we have just learned the news. This is Edgar Tragitz, WSB 24-Hour Newsroom. The breaking news this afternoon here, the death of Elie Wiesel, the noted human rights icon, Holocaust survivor, and Nobel laureate. The news has just been announced. Wiesel was just 15 years old when the Nazis came for him and his family and took them to Auschwitz. Many of his relatives died, but he survived and became a champion for human rights. Again, Elie Wiesel uh, has died at the age of 87. More details on his death as we get them. For now, Edgar Tragitz, News Talk, WSB. So what we have now, Maurice, is this socialism and fascism uh, and cronyism Right. Am- amalgamated and that's the that's the result of the dialectic and what they actually do is they the powers that be people with influence uh they create a uh, they take whatever the situation is they create a crisis and you know they do i mean Rahm Emanuel yeah. says you never want a good crisis go to waste it doesn't take much of a leap to think that the crises are created right. and then uh they do that so that they can get their their goal so go yeah, ahead and- the synthesis that I was uh, talking about, which you're describing, is communitarianism. It's formalized, and it was formalized even before Marx, you know, got his communist manifesto out. But the the point, I, not, you know, all I'm saying really to you, because I, I believe that you're a good person and want to know what's going on, look into it. And the deal is they... Uh, knew that they, you know, I mean, Jacob Schiff and uh, Max Warburg funded the Bolsheviks, right? I did read that Anthony Sutton book. He was a Hoover Institution, Hoover Institute scholar who wrote uh, Wall Street and the Bolsheviks. It's very well documented. Right. So the point is, there's the union of capitalism. They they were the ultimate Wall Street and in Germany uh, bankers. Uh, who put in the communist? So they were—they always wanted it. It's the same deal. It's not. Yes, and you know what? For me, Maurice, the thing that's crazy is when I meet. You said you think I'm a good person. Wants to know the truth. I do, and I—I've met a lot of socialist Democrats who feel the same way. And I and but I I asked them like, don't you realize that Marx was a setup? That it was all a setup? That it's all about concentrating power at the top? You can call it capitalism. It's not capitalism. But it is this idea of concentrating at the top. 
I got to take a quick break. Tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Mostly sunny and hot tomorrow. High of 96. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am going to, we're talking about so many things, but I, I guess I hit a nerve when I talked about the possibility that libertarian views, like everybody's views, I mean, everybody's views and feelings are exploited by an extremely sophisticated power elite. And I want to really dig into that at the bottom of the hour. I've got uh, Shelly on hold. I'm going to go to Shelly at the bottom of the hour to talk about that libertarian view. But in the meanwhile, um, Wes has been holding on quite a bit. So I'm going to go to Wes. Uh, Wes in Cherokee County, you are on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Thanks for having me. Uh, How you doing? I wanted to provide a little update for you on our old friend, the Law of the Sea Treaty, uh, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, Right now, the the, uh, House of Representatives has officially asked the Senate to... uh, take up the treaty as an official task. Now, it's the Senate that has to vote on these treaties, but uh, the, the House asking formally requesting them to take it up. is just So give me, yeah. you've called about this before. I don't have a lot of time, so give me in a nutshell what, you're, what you think it is and what you're worried about. Okay, it's a, uh, it's a United Nations treaty that governs the ocean and has uh, it's Parts of it delimit, delimit international waters, and there's some good parts to it. But the, uh, the part that bothers me is that, uh, the deep seabed provisions, which puts the United Nations-based government over the, the entire ocean floor, that's 70% of the earth, um, to dictate mining rights and, uh, and what have you. Uh, it, puts, it puts a supranational court over, which would be over the Supreme Court, and... Uh, basically gives 100% of sovereignty of the ocean floor to an international seabed authority comprised of appointed officials based out of Kingston, Jamaica. Now that is super scary because, first of all, they, they have no... Governments don't have the right to own stuff like that. And the way I think about the difference between the Middle East, those people are poor and they sit on all that oil. And I think of when I lived in Texas and I had friends from Oklahoma, they were rich and they came from farming families because they owned what was underneath their land. The, the individual property ownership applying to resources and unclaimed land is the source of all independence, all individual wealth. And uh, that makes me nervous. So I'll look more into the Treaty of the Sea. Thanks for alerting me to that, Wes. Uh, More of your calls after this. And uh, tweet me at Monica Perez Show. It's a man A man Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I have been... I often get this challenge. I get a challenge from both sides of the aisle. The question always is, what our libertarian, libertarian's viewpoint is for open borders, how do you defend that? And for me, that whole question is a setup. It's, the reality is, we have the entire economy is controlled. Other countries are attacked by our policies, our military. Our own private property is subject to restrictions where you cannot decide with whom you do or do not associate strictly. So 
for me as a libertarian and and the labor market is completely screwed up so that Americans won't do regular jobs if that the value of those jobs fall below what I call a welfare floor. So there are all these deliberate policy manipulations that result in a conflict and libertarians i think often fall for the defending a libertarian position which is the right to work and travel i totally agree with that and arm's length transactions no one has any right to stop you from making arm's length transactions with other people it's absolutely true but it is but to let people to you know, one of the problems, for example, is that people are allowed to vote away your rights. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? So there's just all the it's just a setup. And I notice that what I call corporate libertarians, a lot of times, uh, if you want to say if you if you took an extremely cynical viewpoint and said Cato was hijacked by the Koch brothers and they promote no minimum wage and open borders because they want to have cheaper labor and they never address the issue with it. Or I should say they put far fewer resources on talking about regulatory barriers to entry that keep the little guy from competing with the big guy. They spend less effort talking about how the tax code can uh, give certain oil and gas, maybe bigger oil and gas companies, advantages over smaller ones. How the reason people are worried about wages and jobs is that they know there are manipulations where you can't just access a free market. And I would just say there is a possibility that, that powerful interests deliberately focus uh, libertarians on one part of the solution and I just recommend always to look at the not look at what you can add to the policies that will try to fix what's wrong with it but what you can take away from existing policies so restore private property rights eliminate welfare eliminate indiscriminate school loans where it doesn't matter what um, what major you have. And then people would only get loans for majors that made economic sense. Stop blowing up foreign countries and creating refugee crises or uh, funding corrupt foreign governments to make way for your capital, for your corporation. So we have all this corruption. And I just, I would just ask, my, my position, I'm not asking anybody to do anything. My position is... Focus on the stuff that they're doing to screw up the system rather than say, I'm going to draw the line in the sand on this particular uh, issue. It's like, okay, but they're using that against you. That's just my position, but maybe I'm not clear. I got a tweet from David saying, uh, I had said my position was nuanced. He said, nuanced to say the least, I'm all confused. I think a libertarian point of view on any mass media is a good thing. And I, I was long of that viewpoint. And I still like it. I still like the exchange of ideas. There are actual outright disinformation websites where they, they put a lot of truth and a little lie just to screw up people's thinking. And I, and I think that even those things, now I'm not talking about libertarian, I'm talking about like deep, deep news. 
that those things really open people's minds, open people's eyes to the possibility of a larger truth. And uh, maybe it doesn't really move the dial, which is why those things are allowed to exist. I don't know. But yes, for the most part, I like open exchange of ideas. I would just say that it's okay to question whether a an unfree society should be, you know, that you have latitude to think about how you want to approach an unfree society. For me, I always want to focus on making that society freer by eliminating the unjust, unliberty-oriented policies that are already in place. And that's all, I, that's that's it. That's my position. But if it's still unclear, call me 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I am going to Shelly in Atlanta. Thank you for holding, Shelly. Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. I, uh, I, you're blowing up my mind today. Like, I'm so angry. I always tell you, like, 15 things. But I'll start with, um, as far as, like, taking things away to make things freer, our, our country definitely is in a place where if something bad happens, we want to outlaw it. Like, gun violence, outlaw guns. Uh, drug abuse, outlaw drugs. I mean, like, we just want to outlaw it instantly. Um, and that's not always, like, the most strategic and best way to do things. Hold on, hold on, Shelly, 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 wait, please. I am having a hard time hearing you, and I do, so if you can make it a little louder, that'd be good. And I want to also just point out, I hope you're not thinking that I'm saying take away guns. I'm saying I think gun control laws are the restrictions I would take away. Exactly. Yes, the unjust laws I would take away. Yeah, it seems like everybody wants to just, it's like a five-year-old solution. Like, they want to... Instead of thinking through a problem and being strategic about it, uh, my example that I gave uh, your producer was um, with drugs. As far as being compassionate to other people and ending wars and everything like that, if we legalize drugs, (laughs) then it would instantly end, like, all of the turf wars in our inner cities, and that would end all of that gun violence, not to mention the violence in Mexico and all of those borders and everything like that. It would... I totally agree with that. Do you think I don't? No, no. I, I, I just was kind of calling to add to, I guess. Good. Okay. I mean, only because you said you were angry, and I thought you were angry at me, which is fine. You can be angry at me, but I want to... I'm so angry at the country. Like, I... It just... And when you were talking about um, uh, the government kind of boxing small business out and things like that, that's nowhere more prevalent than in the media. And we always get said the same stuff in the media because they're part of the of the corruption. Oh, and interesting, so- Shelley. Hold on a sec. So that's an interesting point where it's the 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 ideas, even the marketplace for ideas I agree with you completely. I just haven't, you know, didn't put that in this category. That the marketplace for ideas is skewed towards the top. It's true. Like six corporations own all the national media, right? Right, right. And so, and they they permeate. It's like when they change the terminology from illegal alien to undocumented worker. Some people may, you know, notice it, but it was just kind of like this pervasive marketing shift that the country went through and uh it, it said from the media i mean and and so they're like in, in, as opposed to family followers stuff that was mayor free press because they're supposed to keep the government in check 
But now, with the way corporate laws are and Hollywood and D.C. being all hand-in-hand, it's exactly the opposite. They're just the mouthpiece for the left. You're Um, you're absolutely right. And and let me make this point. Yes, it was supposed to control government, and it doesn't. And what you're saying is they, when they do things like that, when they change the words, you said like illegal immigrants, undocumented workers, is that not evidence that these manipulations are deliberate because they happen all at once and they have an obvious purpose? Exactly. I mean, when the UK, you know, voted and and everybody went crazy, the left went crazy because the UK left. Which a large part of what they're screaming about was the immigrants wouldn't be able to get into the UK and um, what was the rest of Europe going to be. But I mean, I, my, my government should be protecting my, my citizens first. Like the government. Yeah, why did people care so much about that? Citizens. But with the media, it was just like this glitch. All they were talking about oh, everybody thinks it's horrible. Everybody does. Everybody that. They, they didn't even cover, uh, it, it, it's all editorial now. They don't cover both sides of the story. They don't report it. It's they even less than that, Shelley. It's, it's even less than editorial, in my opinion, in that it's meme soundbite stuff where you'll notice this. People will, and I actually had to make sure I never did that. Now I'm in that habit of thinking for myself. But in the beginning, like when I first started doing the show and I was, trying to do a lot of research at once and quickly evaluate what I thought about a new story or new policy or whatever, I would go to a trusted source and see what their opinion was and kind of start from there. Now, I do the opposite. I don't, I try not to read anything until I've thought through all the issues Mm -hmm. so that I'm ready when people bombard me with means. That is exactly what I'm talking about, about how easy it is to, co-opt, you know, for example, the liberty movement in that if you find a trusted source where busy libertarian can go for the answer and just one one policy is wanted over another, you can tweak that. This is the position you should have on that on that topic in the current environment. It's it, it, it the potential for manipulation is great and you can really see it in the mainstream media. But I'm saying it's also even at lower levels than that. Yeah, well, it's just like, I don't know how it happens, but for some reason, you start, like, it just doesn't, doesn't feel like it makes, it has anything to do with it, but it does. It, like, you start liking bell-bottom jeans or skinny jeans. Yeah. Or, like, there's this pervasive, like, mind control going on just from stuff you pick up from uh without consciously knowing you're picking it up yes you know shelly I mean? that is such you're pre- touching uh on so many great issues i don't normally give a call on that long but you really touch on a lot a lot of things but the the idea of the bell bottoms just is so great because i grew up my i have eight older brothers and sisters grew up in brooklyn they would my brother smoked he's a lot older than i was and he would put a cigarette in his white t-shirt sleeve and roll it up because that's where he wanted to keep a cigarette because he rode a motorcycle or whatever and it became a trend it became a cool thing to do whether you sat on a motorcycle or not nowadays so that was a grassroots trend and and you couldn't just buy it at the store you had to be cool and uh and that's just the thing of the past it's a destruction of that kind of the power of the roots we could go on forever shelly but i gotta take a break uh 
404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. We're... I just got off the phone with Shelly, who had a lot of tremendous ideas, a lot to talk about as far as uh, the state of the country, libertarianism, and uh, so many issues. But one of the things she pointed out was how the media will change language. Her example was turning illegal immigrants into undocumented workers. There's a lot of power in that. I think you can overcome that power just by thinking a little bit, but that's not what it's meant. It's meant to have, you know, evoke feelings. And and I actually got a few responses about that. Dean says, changing of language is another step in the slow boiling of a frog. And Johnny said what Shelley talked about with the language and also her example with bell bottoms. So she talked about how our trends are not even our own, that they're actually shoved down our throats through the media uh, and he, he said is exactly how Bernays approaches controlling society. And he had also sent me, Johnny had sent me a tweet saying that Bernays talked about uh, using crises, creating, I think he said, yeah, Bernays, this is the tweet. Bernays openly talks about creating conflict in his books. So if you don't know who Edward Bernays is, he was Sigmund Freud's nephew, and he is the father of propaganda, the father of public relations. I think he wrote the book called Propaganda. And it's so unbelievably telling what he does and what he recommended. He created this idea of how to start trends, how to sell products, how to uh, change people's minds, create support for one policy over another. Decades and decades ago, he was talking about analyzing articles in the newspaper and the New York Times just juxtaposed one next to another and explaining why, how, why they were there and what policies they were meant to promote and this is the guy who invented it. So it's not like he was, you know, maybe it was around before him. But when people think that my idea that this, that power is used behind the scenes, if they think that's a conspiracy theory, it's obvious. Like Shelley's example of how the media all switched. They all switched their language. That's a conspiracy. It maybe isn't even a conspiracy where they called each other on the phone. Hey, we're going to switch this. Although that it does happen. It's it's clear you take your cue. You take your cue. It's like professors. If I or if I'm in a school when I was in college, I wasn't going to write. Uh, I think you're wrong about everything. <laughs> I hated your book. No, you explain to the guy what he wants to hear because that's how you get your grade or that's how you get paid. So it it works that way. It really does. And maybe you can't see it as clearly with politics and politicians, but it's very clear when it comes to the media and the language. So we can talk more about that. And I also want to touch on the drug war. She talked about the drug war. got a couple of tweets on that. Check out my tweets at Monica Perez Show. Give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.